Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Uh, tonight's guest, he's been on the show before. And, um, you know, when I first met tonight's guest, I was waiting in line in a comic book store to get my Wednesday pickups, right? So like waiting in line and I'm listening to a customer in front of me tell a story. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, wow, I understand what he's saying there. I understand what he's saying there. I understand what he's saying there. And you know what? The odd thing is, too, is like I was thinking about this this morning. It's like when you get past a certain age, it's not really that easy to make friends anymore. You know what I mean? It's not like when you woke up on the playground, you're like, you know, spitting each other's hands. Like, yo, let's go play. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so there's like this like fine line when you get to be a little bit older where you're like, I don't know how to ask this guy. Can he be my friend? You know what I mean? So like... (laughs) And we, we struck up a conversation in the new um, comic book aisle. And like from there, you know, um, we just had a lot in common. So he came on the show once before and we actually broadcast it from um, Uncanny and the Plymouth Mini Mall, which is no longer there. We're going to talk about right. that today. Since the last show, he has left the country. And we're going to talk about that today. Once again, having him back on the show is always a pleasure. Please welcome Mr. Richard Dean. How are you, sir? How you doing, Bob? Always, a, up, pleasure to, always a pleasure to hang out with you, man. Yeah, man. So, like, my first question is, like, you know, when I initially was trying to get you back on the show, you were, you were like, um, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I moved. Where did you go? Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in Ireland. Tell me about that, man. So, um, I'm married to an Irish woman. And last couple of years, this is kind of something we've been thinking about. I mean, especially, like, since having a, having a you know, a baby, we have a, we have a six-year-old. So, and then kind of just with everything happening now, COVID and this crazy election year, just, I mean, a lot of stuff is just like, it just kind of makes you think, you know, like, what are we really doing? Like, just life, you know? And I'm just kind of thinking like, what can I do to make a better life for my daughter? And I just feel like I can do better for her here. Yeah, you know? I, I don't blame you. I mean, this is a conversation I've had with my wife numerous times over the last you know, couple of years, just being like, I don't really, really like the current state of you know, reality here in America. You know, I mean, never, you know, it, it, let's just be completely honest. It's, it's never been a place that was created for equality. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been, you know, like I talk a lot about on Bobby Vibrations, how it's always like, basically, like, we instill into our children at a very young age, you have to choose DC or Marvel, heads or tails, you know what I mean? Right. Like, we're always instilling into them that you can't have the peach and the apple. It's like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I applaud you for that decision. I, I'm Italian and Irish. I've always wanted to go to uh, Ireland. But like, I've also longed for a sense of peace growing up that, you know, I guess I only really, I guess I've only experienced that sense of peace, strangely enough, in comic books, really. I mean, you know, I mean, we always, we read these books and all these heroes, you know, we're trying to accomplish this like state of peace and like Superman is someone that we talked about in extensive detail in the last podcast we did together. And it's like, you know, what Superman stands for, you know, truth justice in the american way has has fallen fallen so far from grace since originally hearing that statement you know what i mean i wonder and my question for you is what do you think superman the one that you and i grew up with what do you think he would say to 2020 america man wow what would he say i you know what i mean would he say anything at all or would he just try to do his best because he's there to protect us or would he set the example and the books they, they, i remember a few years ago there was this one episode this i think it might have been right around when the uncanny store was closing where superman just decides to walk across america remember that oh yeah yeah we did talk about that yeah yeah remember that? where he was just walking talking to people and like trying to figure out more about like the human condition yeah he was trying to connect with 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 you know with the common man basically yeah um honestly i think I think he would still do, I think he, like, like you just said, I think he would still try to lead by example because he doesn't want to be, um, he doesn't want to be seen as like, as a, as a, as a God. So like, he wouldn't try to, 
fix things, you know? Yeah. So I think he would more so try to, you know, lead by example and like maybe help instill those ideas of true justice in the American way by his actions, you know? Yeah, which so, is something yeah. you don't necessarily get with our current, like presidents get in the office and like they, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's such a, um, it's hard to put your ego aside in that position, right? But when you do, good things come from it. That's one thing I always loved about Superman too. Dude can crush us in a moment, could vaporize us with his eyes, could yep. basically just sneeze and like knock out all of existence, throw us off our, our uh, like our access or something like that. But yeah. I, you know, it's weird too, because it's like when people, you know, like they'll wear a Superman shirt, you know what I mean? But they don't necessarily connect the dots as to what he actually really, really means. You know what I mean? Like you do. And I, when I was waiting in line that day, when I heard your voice, I was like, oh, he sounds like he knows exactly what, like the true, like the true elements of like, you know, like comic books right. really based upon all these popcorn, you know, films and stuff like that growing up in the eighties and the nineties. I mean, you, you learned a lot about the world through these pages. You know what I mean? I did. Oh, yeah. And, and like those Superman books, they, they always had this like this, this theme too of like, you know, trying to do the right thing no matter what. And I feel like people just don't do that anymore. And they're very, you know what I mean? Like they're very opinionated with their, their, their beliefs, you know? I mean, I personally would rather put a Superman sign on my front yard than any political figure at all. Yeah. I 100% agree. And uh, like you just kind of touched on something um, like, like trying to try to do the, the right thing, you know, mm-hmm. and there's actually a Superman quote. Um, he says there's right and wrong in the universe. And that distinction is not hard to make. That's a Superman quote. Yeah. So that's the truth. I mean, like, and that's just the thing too, is like in our society, I mean, we're, we're basing our society upon a fictional character, but if we looked at the fictional characters, ideologies and thinking about like, you know, religion in a way too, is a, could be fictional characters too as well. Right. So applying these things towards society really could fix the fabric of our civilization that in my opinion has always been fractured. Like we, you know, created the United States of America, honestly, because we were pissed off at King George, you, you, I can't get married, King George. You're going to put a stamp on that? Well, I ain't going to pay for that stamp. We're going to rebel, dude. We're going to throw all your tea that you, you're so you know, interested in right. in the drink, and we're going to make our own thing. Now, let me ask you a question. When have you ever made a good decision when you're mad at somebody? You just don't. You know what I mean? Never. You don't. And, like, you know, the forefather, you know, the, it just it happened so long ago. There's so many different things that go into, you know, reworking it, and it's just like a lot of people have a hard time thinking that, that that things need to be reworked. You know what I mean? Like a screen player doesn't write like a script and be like, that's it. You're not getting a rewrite. Not happening. No, yeah. you got to go back and you got to make it better. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like society needs to understand that, you know, like as, not, not saying all people because there's very progressive people, but there's very conservative people. And like, look, if that's your bag, cool, great. But at the same time, Shit in seventeen seventy six doesn't apply towards twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the, that's the key right there. I mean, you're still working on ideologies and and ideas from hundred fifty years ago, two hundred years ago. Like, yeah. it's like there's no way that. Well, let's just take something like like gun control. Yeah. So the Second Amendment. Okay. I understand the Second Amendment. You know, and I I support the Second Amendment to a degree when the second amendment was written there's no way that they could have foreseen an ak-47 you know or an ar-15 like those weapons like like they just they couldn't fathom that kind of firepower that kind of destruction so what i'm saying is things have to change things have to change a bit you know, you, you kind of amend that amendment, you know, to make it work for, you know, society now. So there's, there's other amendments that have been amended. Yeah. Why not that one? I mean, why, 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 can't, why can't that one be touched? It's like saying like, okay, the PlayStation 5 comes out today and this is the only update you're ever going to get. You're not getting no more updates. You're always going to yeah. be lagging at the home screen. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's what we are. We're lagging at the home screen because we're not progressive enough to think about how we can create a society that benefits all people. 
you know what I mean? And uh, I just, I'm very fortunate that I grew up reading comic books, you know, like I, there's so many things inside comic books that like, and also too, we, we spoke about this in the last cast, comics get a bad rap. They get a bad rap. They've always yeah. had a bad rap. I was a school teacher and I was told from colleagues that I shouldn't be introducing comic books towards to students because it wasn't real literature. And I'm thinking like, what, dude? Like this literature helped me read. Like I wasn't into reading books at all. I was into looking at comics first and then putting the speech bubbles together in chronological order. I was able to get over a little bit of dyslexia that I had. And um, I'm just curious, because I'm not sure if I asked this last time, what was the first issue that your, your, your dad, your mom, your grandma, like who bought you your first comic book and what was it? Um, I'm actually pretty sure it was a Superman comic. And I'm thinking, give me a second here to think about mm-hmm. this because I, I actually do remember exactly what it was. It was a movie adaptation comic. Oh, really? which one? Do you know which one it was? It, it was it was Superman the the original movie. It was a oh. it was a comic adaptation of that. That's that's amazing because I think I do I no I don't own that one. I had the '89 Batman one, and I have Superman for the Quest for Peace one. I had that as I had that as well. Yeah, I, I remember there's a couple uh, like in the Superman four book there was a couple sequences that weren't in the movie, and I think that actually yeah. happens in the '89 adaptation too. And like I remember as a yeah. kid being like. This was like the, the internet before the internet existed. Yeah, know? it was like, wait a minute. Like, that's not in the movie. Like, what scene is that? I actually have exactly. a copy here or a picture. I could show this, I guess. Yeah. This is my first comic book ever. This was The Incredible Hulk. My dad bought this for me in 1984. Wow. I was four years old. <laughs> in 2020, I would not buy this book for my son. But no, gun. you would not. <laughs> but, uh, this was the Incredible Hulk 251, and uh, we bought this at 7-Eleven. And uh, from that moment on, man, I was just hooked. I was hooked to that smell of the comic pages. I was hooked to the, the sound of the, the carousel as it spun, you know, like looking for new books. But um, You know, that's funny that you said um, about the smell of the comics. So, uh, so about a year ago, a guy that I worked with, he was moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. And... He comes to me, he goes, hey, man, he goes, you're into comics. He's like, I got a bunch of comics that I have no interest in. He's like, my roommate left them. He used to own a comic book store. He was like, you want to look through these? I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he brings them to work. And they're in two long boxes. And so I go out to his car and I just kind of finger through like maybe the first 10. I was like, what do you want for him? And he's like, I don't know, 100 bucks for both boxes. Went right in my pocket, gave him a hundred bucks. What was inside? I mean, there's. Now we're talking eighties here. Yeah. And they're in, they're in pristine condition because the guy owned a comic book store. That's what's up. Legion of superheroes. Booster gold. Oh, wow. Justice league of America. Justice society. Um, Thor. Oh, early like we're talking, 80s. yeah, early Thor, 80s Crazy and, stuff, and, like and 80s. 70s. And 70s. The movies away, too, by the way. I mean, some of the movies, yeah. they, they get it, but that feeling yeah, I mean, that you're describing, like, as you are saying this, I, too, have that. I, I didn't have a coworker, but I've had people say, hey, do you want to come check these comics out? I got no use for them, you know? Like, yeah, but the, the thing Going the through thing and then, like, me. seeing, like, Days of the Future Past, one and, like, parts one and two. Yeah. In pristine, you know, like... It, and now I'm there like, was Christ, crisis on infinite earths. That oh, was in there. Dude. It was in there. Wow. That was in now there. Tell me that and would be a fantastic film if they could figure a way to adapt that. I know they did it like with like the CW and stuff like that, but like big budget, which I really, stuff. which I really enjoyed actually. Oh my God. Did seeing Brandon Ralph come back as Superman? Like, listen, I want them to do a show with him same. as like kingdom come Superman. They're, they're, I'll be all in for that. Talk online that, um, Tyler uh, Hochand, right? I forget. Yeah. I mean, he's cool, but like he ain't Brandon, you know what I mean? Like that, that look and that style. And like, I just think Superman returns just didn't give him a shot to be his own Superman. Like he was basically, right. he was being for Reeve in a way. And like, yes. Um, in a really weird type of way too. Cause it's like, it's, it's continuing their story, but they're younger and like there's certain things that were different. But I mean, I recently rewatched it and like, I saw that movie, 
three times, I think, in the theater, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I still enjoy it, but it doesn't, it doesn't do what the original four films did do for me still to this day. And like, no, my son um, is now starting to watch stuff with me and like, you know, showing him Superman from back in the day. is just, it's the best, you know I mean? Like, yeah. I it was so, I, I think I saw Superman one first on HBO, maybe in 85, um, 85, 86, I think. And I just never, I'll never forget it, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff inside that film that still to this day, it's just, it's, it's magnificent to watch. I still trip over the fact that young Clark has his voice dubbed over with Christopher Reeve's voice. Yeah. I never, yeah. I never, as a kid, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until, until like I watched uh, like on the Blu-ray yeah. and they had like the, like the extras. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. So now I, I go back and watch it. I'm just like, Oh my God, that's really cool. I remember as a kid sitting there thinking like, well, they must've like filmed the actor Christopher Reeve when he was a teenager. Cause how could they, you know, I didn't understand right. or yeah. whatever, but no, that, that wasn't dude, even a concept. Christopher Reeve, man, he always will be my Superman. You know what I mean? Like still to this always. day, that brings like sadness to me. Like how, I mean, not just him, but also his wife, you know, and like what she yeah. suffered through. And like, I mean, he always was somebody that um, as a kid, like he really was Superman. And like, I can't, yeah. you know, like we're recording this right now on the internet, you know, there was no internet, man. And like, I, you know, it's so hard to to really like uh, gestate what that meant. You know what I mean? Like to find out things on your own time in real time. It just doesn't happen no more. You know? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's like a it's a really organic kind of you know feeling to just learn things you know out there mm-hmm. without oh you know I'm just gonna go push a button and then find out whatever I want but like having to actually go out into the world and experience things discover things and like yeah. you know you get these two ideas and then like you have this insight. And then something clicks and you're like, oh, like that's very different than, you know, Google. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You I know? mean, I remember like I was, I think I'm like a young teenager, maybe 11 or 12. And I remember seeing my parents who would get the USA Today um, delivered to their house. And I would always go right to the purple life section because the life section always had something to do with comics. And I remember right. seeing in the USA Today, the headline, Superman will die. And I'm like, what, you know, like what, what is it, you know? And like, I, from that moment on, I remember trying everything I could at a very early age to get to that comic book store, to get Superman 75 bagged. It was sold out. You know what I mean? Like, and I just like, I remember people in the shop talking about it, you know what I mean? And like, that was the internet. The comic book store was the internet before, yeah. you know, it was ain't It was everything in there. Cause you were right, around. No, you're, cool. you're absolutely right. Yeah, I miss yeah, the, old, right. the old one, the uh, Comics and More. It was like where the barbershop was next to it. Like I think it's, I, I can't even recall what it is now. But I mean, when they left the mall, dude, a piece of me died without a doubt. You know? Nah, I mean, like I wasn't even there that long, but like, like I felt that hurt when that I, store it, left. It was you know? a terrible feeling. I mean, I've gone there since I was like five. And I was like 37, 36 when, it, when they, they shut down a few years ago. And I was just like, what do I do now on Wednesdays? Right. I could go to King of Prussia, but like I live like right by here. And like, you know, like when you go to a certain spot to support that store, talking with Ray about Spider-Man or like, you know what I mean? Like I'll always have a, a fun, you know, spot in my heart for that kind of stuff. And uh, I still get books. I go up to a place called Showcase Comics now, which is like an Ardmore. It's great. Oh, I actually know what it is. I actually yeah. know exactly what it is. Yeah. Great little shop because they always have copies of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they'll always have, like even if a book came out like a couple of weeks ago, they'll have something. I just finished uh, The Three Jokers. Have you read The Three Jokers? I have not read any of it. Have you had, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually in, in a little bit of a, of a struggle right now trying to find a local. Really? To get, to get books from. So, That's so I'm still in that, too. I'm still in that phase right now. Well, well, we'll do some reconnaissance work after this podcast. <laughs> we'll see yeah, if we, right. somebody <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's still, still something that I will do. I will do it to the day I die. I will continue to buy comics and then I will give them to my son. You know what I mean? Like he's looking at the pictures now, which is just awesome. You know, like uh, reading stories to him is just amazing. And then also too, coming to the quick realization sometimes that stuff that you read when you were five or six doesn't really 
playing no. today's audience. Like we were like I was reading very mature books, you know? Yeah, like, I mean like like speaking of that, like like I was reading like the like the Mike Grell no. like Green Arrow stuff. And like it says right there for mature readers only. Yeah. And like I mean, there was some very adult stuff happening there. I mean, we're talking about, you know, like hardcore drug use and I mean mm-hmm. very adult situations, you know? And that it's was like back yeah, in the day, could, man. Back in the day. Yeah, you, yeah, like, you couldn't kids, do that to kids yeah. now. Into the street yeah, you kids come on. Right. You know? Like literally, that was our <laughs> yeah. that was the deal. And you know, I mean that would be completely frowned upon now, but also too, like our parents' generation, a lot of stuff we did in the eighties and nineties wouldn't fly in the fifties and sixties. It's always going to be that way. Hopefully right. we just keep progressing to the point where everything is, you know, on the same page. But I, I miss those elements very much. And, uh, you know, in today's world where you can just get anything you, you want, like on Netflix or something like that, you know, like we had to wait year, like a year or two years sometimes to get a film on VHS. Right. Um, we spoke about, I think when we, we did the, the last cast, the Justice League was just just about to release or did release. What are your thoughts on, um, I mean, like in the interim, Zack Snyder getting his way and all the Snyder fans to see this six-hour miniseries, I guess, in 2021, the Justice League Uncut. I am, I am 100% okay with this. I'm, I mean, I'm actually very happy that he's going to get to make his film. Like, make his film, yeah. It's, and we get like, to see what happens. For me, I'm, I'm stoked to see if this Joker, like, Jared, like, he's, like to show him take out Dick, like, I think, and then right. also, like, him burning down, like, Wayne Manor. Did you read that, like, theory online? I did read that. That would be crazy. I did read that. That would be crazy if he burns yeah, down see, Manor. I, I'm, I'm just happy that he's going to be able to make his film, yep. you know, with his vision, his way, you know, and because, I, I mean, even, even, the Batman Superman film now, the Justice League movie now, I don't think those are bad films at all. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, like, I think that it, what it was is that that time period, it seemed that everything that was coming out was under a huge microscope and also, too, like, pitting them against Marvel. And it, it just, the films now are coming out, like, you know, that seems, well, if we ever see a film again in theaters, hopefully, I mean... This Wonder Woman movie, didn't they film it like Wonder Woman 2 like seven years ago? <laughs> yeah, they like, filmed a long time ago, right? Like three years ago, in all honesty, like it has to be. Like Yeah, see, they, they, and I believe they keep they keep trying to push it back because they're, I think they're kind of like trying to be hopeful like they, they can have a theater release at some HBO point. Just do Max, you know what I mean? Just do HBO yeah. Max, you know? Yeah, because I mean, the way things look now, I mean, it doesn't look like doesn't look like we're going to be in a theater until maybe late summer at best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just today as we were recording this, a uh, company called Moderna here in the States said that their vaccine is 94% effective. 94%. Yeah. I actually read that today. Yep. Hopefully, you know, I mean, right now in Pennsylvania, like the cases are climbing and they, they're changing a bunch of laws. Schools are about to shut down again for two weeks. Uh, lots of parents are upset, but you know, I mean, that's just, the sacrifice that has to be made for a short period of time, you know? And once yeah, people, I mean, we're, you know, on a, we're on a lockdown here. We're on a lockdown here right now. Yeah. And this has been since, uh, like October 28th or something like that. Yeah. So we're, go- we're on a lockdown until December 1st. Would you say so, out there in Ireland, people take the news better than here in the States when they're told that they have to quarantine? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. I mean, People don't like it. Of course, like people don't like it, but I mean, people are not raging in the streets, you know, at the Capitol with guns, you yeah. know, declaring that they need fucking haircuts, <laughs> you and know? Just, you know, I just don't get that. It's like, um, it's not saying that your rights are going to be infringed upon forever. It's also taking the consideration that, so, I mean, like, I, I know this kid, kid, I can't say his name because he asked me not to on the show, but like, I used to work out with him at the gym and he's a little bit younger than me. And this dude is like, he's, ripped you know what i mean like this dude is super super healthy you know what i mean and he got covid doesn't know how he got it got it like uh the beginning of the month and has had a terrible headache since november 3rd today's what november like 16th so he's had headache for 16 days um sore throat at night fever at night you know so it's like people just don't know how to take themselves like they put themselves first a lot. And I think that has a lot to do with like um, in the last 20 years, of, like the invention of this, 
and everything be at the disposal. I want it now. If I don't get it now, I'm going to be pissed and I need to be, you know, like you got this. What do you need to go outside for, for Christ's sake? You know what I mean? Like take a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like read some books, you know, I get it. Some people, they need to work. I understand that they can't afford childcare and all that shit sucks. That's probably why, I mean, like it really in hindsight, like our government needs to send another check to people. Yeah. A one check, you know what I mean? Like, I tell you one thing, if Superman was in charge, we would have got multiple checks. He probably would have flown the checks to the house himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? All Seriously. one day. You know what I mean? All one day. But yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, I think, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, with that. Like, it's just kind of a, a me kind of society now, you know? Yeah. And it? it's because, it's, be, it's because, like you said, it's because of, you know, the internet phones and it's like instant gratification like like you have people now like if you text someone and they don't text back in 30 seconds it's like you know like we used to call somebody on the phone and you don't get somebody and you just hang up oh that's it they're not home and you yeah. go about your life go about your life you know not so it's like this motherfucker didn't text me back right yeah. and it's like you know, like like i was talking i was talking to laura about this you know, the other night and it's like, like I'm 42 and I'm like, like people our age, like we're the last generation who knows what life was like without the internet. Yeah. And it's so important. It's such an important thing to, like, to tell people about, you know, I feel like that's like our great story as we get older, right. you know? Yeah. Anybody you know, younger than us, they grew up with the internet. Like, like, that's just weird to think about, but it's like, yeah, yeah like we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have internet, you know what no I mean? Way of knowing. And, no way of knowing anything. Say for instance, you're like 16 years old in 1996 and there's a party on a Friday night you don't know about. You never see any you pictures it. of it. You don't you see no Instagram it. story of it. You right. missed it. You missed it. And you make stories up in your head about what it was like and like what yeah. was going on there. And like- Yeah, you just missed it. That's yeah, it. man. Uh, it's such a powerful thing too, because it's like, uh, it's fading, you know? It's fading from, you know, our-, our um, like our reality is just everything is now just right there for everybody to see. I can't imagine being a teenager now, by the way. And I too, like, nah. like what you were just saying there about being 42, like I'm 40 and I really don't enjoy, um, like if I got something like, like if I want to talk to you, you know, if I wanna, I'm going to call you, you know what I mean? Like I want to call you. I think I talked about this on Bobby vibrations like two weeks ago. It was like a Sunday and I called four of my good friends. I think one of them picked up, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't want to pick up the phone no more. And then I'll get a text later. I saw you call, but I was busy. It's like, were you really busy? Or did you not right. want to talk to BOB? You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Like, like, why didn't you just call me back? Like, dude, sorry, I missed your call. What's up? It drives me nuts. <laughs> and it's just like, nobody wants to talk no more. And like, I think that that has a lot to do like with why I started the podcast in 2013. It was like, wow, I want to preserve the, the form of long conversation in a way, you know, like, calling somebody up on a phone that had only pulse and not tone waiting for that yeah. noise to go, you know, like, right. But yeah, man, like such great times back in the, in those days. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, I was able to be a part of that, you know, like to take that story and continue it, you know? Yeah. See, and it's like, like, you know, like you said about, you know, about people talking and having long conversation and like, that's like one of the reasons why like the, the 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 comic book store is so to me anyway is so essential because I mean I wouldn't be talking to you right now if yep. it wasn't for the comic book store. Yeah, we wouldn't have known you. You know? Like exactly. We would have never met, I would have never known you, you know? I wouldn't have, I would have never met Randy. I wouldn't have known Randy. And it's just like yeah, buying comics online, yeah, it's cool, but it's not the same as walking into the store, going through a rack buying a comic and then the guy behind the counter goes dude you ever read this such and such if you like this you might want to check this out or then some dude that's in the back comes over like yeah you should probably check this out and then you become friends with that guy you know and that's what that's what happens you know and it's like i missed that like that, that was that was our life that was our life you know comic book stores you know arcades like hanging out with actual people and talking you know? Yeah, and right. like actually doing things together and not right, like... Right, because then like you meet somebody in the comic book store or in the arcade and then it's like, okay, yeah, we're done with the arcade. What are you guys doing later? Oh, we're going to the park. Oh, can I come with you? Yeah, cool. Yeah. It ain't like that no more. Like I was saying at the beginning no. of this podcast, it's hard 
when you get when you're pushing 40 to make a new friend you know what i mean yeah. what, what, do I, what do i do you know what i mean yeah like, and it's like it's like i yeah. it's like i to try to make like a new friend because it's like you don't want to be creepy like yeah <laughs> you know yeah uh, but yeah there's something special about that like when you're around people who have the same like-minded interest of you you know and like coming at it from different perspectives too like you know like i learned so much from talking to randy about superman you know like because he was like you know i was always a hardcore batman guy you know what i mean he's hardcore superman you know what i mean like when somebody like like shares those interests it's like it don't matter because they're both in that you know what right. i mean that same pocket of like time where it's like oh yeah you know exactly how special this is because I mean, these stories, they've been going on for so long, you know, 75 plus years, you know what I mean? Like for some of these classic characters and like, they're still relevant, you know what I mean? And like, there's a reason why. And like, I mean, and if you're somebody out there who, who isn't necessarily interested in comics and you want to see something very profound, look into the origin of Superman and look into what the creators went through to actually exactly. get their name associated with these characters. Also too, yep. look at the guy named, um, okay, so there's, there's Bob Kane. Bob Created King. Batman, yep. right? What about the dude who came up with the Joker and Robin and all these other things? Mr. Bill Finger, you know what I mean? He just yep. started getting credit due recently. So, like, there's all these great stories. Like, Siegel, like um, creators of Superman really didn't – they created, I think, Superman in, what, was it 1937, was it? Yeah. Right? It was 37, so but it was, it was 38 when it actually got published. Got published, right? Then they didn't really get success until – so, um the film comes out and i think that's what 76 78 78 they see their name on the screen for the first time superman created by and like that just i like it blows my mind that like that could be like you know it still goes on i mean like a lot of times too with like creators with like you know some of the big ones like people left in the early 90s and created image comics but i've, I've always been fascinated yeah. with like the behind the scenes stories of these writers and these um artists yeah, you know, speaking of image, I just I actually just read that uh, I think Jeff Johns is associated with Image now. Really? Yeah, I think I just read that a couple of days ago, and it kind I just of... uh, reread uh, Green Lantern number one. Remember when they put that out a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, that new origin with the spectacular artwork. I um, right now, I, I I mean, it's hard it's hard to like stay like with a whole bunch of different titles, but I mean, like I'm still in and out of like the comic book store like twice a month picking up new stuff, still reading, like, you know, about, like, what's coming up and what's new. I just hope that, like, um, I think that, like, one of the mistakes that the films are making is that, they're, like, they, they like pulling stuff from the comics, like, if you're not going to, like, follow the story completely, then why bother? You know what I mean? Like, just come up with something yeah. like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, when you put something into the story that's from, like, you know, the Dark Knight Returns, that is from the Dark Knight Returns, then just make the Dark Knight Returns, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I um I just hope that films come back in general though. I mean, I haven't seen like a really good superhero movie in a while, man. I was watching The Boys on um was that Amazon? I, I thought season one was fun. Season two just didn't do it for me. I was just like, like so violent, you know? Yeah, see that's that's kind of the other thing that I'm starting to get with you know, some of these shows it's like shock value almost they're going for, you know? And it's like, a lot of it to me is unnecessary. And it's like, unnecessary, yeah. if you're just telling a good story, then it's a good story, you know? I mean, every now and then, if you have to do something, you know, grotesque or something like that to make a point, okay. But like when it's over and over and over, like you're kind of relying heavily on that to sell mm -hmm. the show or sell me on it. And it's like, yeah, actually kind of turning people off because it's like, all right, dude, enough, you know? Speaking of uh, turning people off, this is a little funny thing. Like, you know, I mean, like these these stories, you know, whereas, you know, like Batman, Superman, they appear on like lunchboxes and like, you know, bed sheets and stuff like that. They yeah. have some serious undertones as far as their origin goes. Like, yeah, like my son's like about to be five years old. He asked me, hey, dad, how was uh, Superman born? And, you know, it's a great story. Well, you know, he was born on a dying planet and they really wanted to save him, son. So they sent him to Earth where he found two people who couldn't have a kid on a farm. They adopted him and then he grew up and then he wound up going to a place called Metropolis to work for a newspaper called the Daily Planet. And then my son goes, well, dad, what about Batman? And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a conversation yeah, for you know I mean? another like, day. 
He's like, yeah. Daddy, you got Batman all over your room. Tell me about how did Batman come to be? And I'm like, uh, maybe we should wait on that one, buddy. Right. Maybe we'll talk about that one later. Yeah. I read that when I was like so young. Like I knew Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered, murdered in an alley when I was like five or six years old. And yeah. I was cool with it. It just it didn't bother me. You know what I mean? I wasn't cool with the fact that somebody was killed, but I was just like, oh, yeah, it just it didn't mean it. It just it didn't mean what it would what it means yeah. to you now. Like when you're five and you go, oh, well, so and so's parents got killed, and you go, oh, that sucks. You you, you read you just it, kind of move like on. You would read the stuff, and then like I remember like lots of times too, like reading these adult books as a young child, becoming privy towards these narratives that were very uh, adult. I would never tell my parents. I remember like, like, you know, like getting a copy of the killing joke and being oh. like, Oh my God, what is, wh- what's going on here? You know? Right. And then like not telling my parents. And that one, went, on, that one went under the mattress. Yeah. I put it in <laughs> books where they would never see it. Like it's like yeah. pornography. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean like it helped me read, man. It really helped me read, you know? And like, I can't stress that importance enough. You know, it's like, books don't work for everybody some people are visual learners and visual yeah. readers you know um yeah so i mean yeah, like, I, had a, I had a teacher i had a teacher that was the same way she was like i don't care what it is she's like if there's words on the paper if you're reading she said fine yeah like and she was some definitely so feminine about it. they're like oh that's not comic books aren't literature it's like what? yeah and then she was i mean we're talking i was in fifth grade we're talking like you know mid 80s and she was she was one of the people that she would be like, hey, like we'd be in class and like obviously we'd have comics. She'd be like, hey, comics are cool, but like put them away. Like she wouldn't take our comics because like she even said like it's literature, but like she like you just can't read it right now. Yeah. You know, she would even read some, you know, some of them with us. You know, her name was Mrs. Tafalis. I'll never forget her. See, that's see, you remember like the name too. Like I remember Mrs. Buckwitz. Yeah. She was around. was Carol Carol right. Tafalis. I would never forget her. Let me read my books. Let me read my comics because she knew how much they meant to me. You know what I mean? Like, I I can't stress that enough. I mean, are you going to get the same literature experience if you read uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths versus uh, Great Gatsby? Yeah, you are because I yeah. actually would beg to argue that Gatsby is has a thinner plot as compared to some of the themes that are explored in some of those, you know, multiverse like uh, tales that DC yeah. put out. Um, what is the next DC? Oh, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. I'm still, I'm still tripping on the fact that Jared Leto is coming back to be the Joker again. I want to see a long haired Joker. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to see him like take out Robin. I'm ex- I'm also excited too. The fact, I mean like the whole saga that's going on with uh, the actor Ray Fisher who plays Cyborg. You I know, was like, just about to bring that up. Crazy. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think about all of that? Because, I mean, it seems like there's a whole lot of weight to this as well. Because even Jason Momoa kind of, like, leaned yeah. in on it. And he kind of just went like, uh, yeah, this is kind of a thing that's been happening. So, I like, think, people, I think this people shit, aren't shying away from it. I think this happens all the time on movie sets. I think that this type of thing usually just doesn't get spoke about because the actors are in, like, a... Um, like a, what do you call it? Um, nonverbal or what's it called? NDA non-disclosure oh, yeah. thing or something like that. And yeah. then once the non-disclosure ends, say whatever you want. But as far as like, you know, the thing that's crazy too, is like, if you really like, you know, like look into the story, like uh, justice league, Snyder's justice league is about cyborg and it's told through yeah. his lens cyborg and the, you know, amalgamation that came out between, you know, both directors or whatever, he has a serious tone to him when he's talking to um, Miles Dyson. I call him from Terminator Two forever. He'll always be yeah, Miles Dyson. He is Miles Dyson. <laughs> and, and like, I'm gonna go off on this real quick, but like Miles Dyson, the scene where he sacrifices himself in Cyberdyne Systems, where he's got the bomb and he's holding it, <gasps> he's making these noises with his breath. Yep. Dude, still to this day, I still believe that shit is being real, man. But yeah, I heard that Ray Fisher's yeah. Cyborg was the main character. And, you know, to, to, to stand up against, you know, opposition on the movie set as an actor when these big names are coming in, good for him, too. And this is one of his first, I believe this might have been, I know he was in True Detective season three, which he was awesome in, but I think this might have been one of his first big movies. And for him to come out swinging and be like, no, this is wrong, I applaud him for that because that takes yeah. bravery. And, like, look, let's be honest, if you're going to be portraying a superhero, you need to be brave, you know? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to just necessarily go with like what the studio says all the time, just because you know, like you want to stand up for yourself. 
Um, an actor, actress who I thought did a really fantastic job, um, similar type situation. Um, she was um, completely um, railroaded by uh, the director, Brett Ratner, on the set of X-Men 2. I'm talking about the actress, Ellen Page, who has come out as, you know, um, she's a gay actor, you know, gay uh, lesbian. And uh, he wanted her to have sex with one of the grips, who was a male, to make her straight. And I read this, I was like, why would that ever happen on a movie? Why would you do that to somebody, you know? And I just think that a lot of times when money is involved, it makes people, brings out the worst in them, to be honest. Yeah, because they, because they feel like they have power. Yeah. Like they have and, power over you, you know. To, you know, you know like when you're making a DC reason. Comics movie, the power doesn't reside with the director or the screenplay writer. It resides right. with the characters it's about because there are legacy to so many different people. And if you're not portraying in a way that, you know, I mean, I think that's one of like my criticisms about, the, the films was that you know it, it was deconstructing the characters in a way where you could understand it within the Snyder world but also like the Batman like started to like and I get now where his arc was going because if we see that you know Batman had you know was putting people in jail and you know branding them and doing bad shit and then all of a sudden he realizes he's messed up and he becomes the hero he was and then ultimately sacrifices himself sweet but I right. didn't like how Batman like I also didn't I didn't like with Superman says to Batman, um, tell me, uh, or no, he says, Batman says to Superman, tell me, do you bleed? You know, like, it's just like, they would never say that shit to each other, you know, like, right. you will, like, come on, man, you know, but I personally, though, have always had a soft spot for Henry Cavill Superman. I, I, I love Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Oh, that's one of, of my favorites. A lot of people that's didn't like favorites. it. I, I love the I love direction, the look to it. You know, like the way that the camera moves a lot in that film wasn't utilized within Batman versus Superman and Justice League. And I'm talking about that handheld look, you know, like when yeah, like when uh, Kevin Costner, Pa Kent's looking at his son on the hill, and like you know, like the, the and he has, yeah, yeah, and he's got the he's got the the cape tied around his neck, yeah, Hello, dude, you know, and like, um, I really want to see him back in that role. I want to see him not just in this uh, Justice League miniseries, but I want to see like a Superman movie, you know, like we've never seen Brainiac on film, you know, I mean, not, at least not on the big screen, you know, and I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think we actually talked about this as well. Um, there's, there was, there was supposed to be a Christopher Reeve Superman five. And that's, that's the Brainiac movie. God, it would have been so good. Brainiac was also going to be in the um, Nicholas Cage uh, Tim Burton film as well. Yep. And I believe he was going to be like a spider brainiac because they were always trying to put in that spider in those films. Spider. Back, <laughs> which eventually comes into the wild, wild west with Will Smith. Yes, giant, giant spider. Yeah, man. It was just crazy. But yeah, that Superman 5 script, I think there's a, there's a copy of it online somewhere. There is. Um, yeah, I actually have it. It's, uh, I think it's called, I want to say it's called Reborn. Superman yeah, Reborn. Yeah, Superman Reborn. And there's a bunch. I think, yeah. did I ever send you Superman flyby? Flyby, yes. Yeah. Yes, you sent me that, actually. Yeah. Flyby, I, th I think... That, well, there's one that I, I sent that I think was from J.J. Abrams, and there's this character called yes. Tizor. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tizor reminds me a lot of, like, um, like a black suit Superman mixed with, like, a Bizarro-type vibe. And I always thought it would have been a great movie. But apparently, that's becoming a comic book now, and that's a trend that's coming, what's been happening, actually. I think Dark Horse Comics put out the original Alien 3 script which I think is fantastic that they make yeah. these movies and like, show me the Superman. Like, because the idea, the idea was there. Yeah. It just didn't get put on screen, but it doesn't mean it was a bad idea. You know, and this, is a way to, like on, yeah, on this, this is a way to get that out there. I agree. I would love to see that Nicholas Cage movie, man. You know, I would have loved to seen it. Um, I, I think that um, if they do, like I, I a great, um, thing to talk about before we wrap up is uh i can't wait for this flashpoint paradox and i think i might have messaged this to you but i you know the news came out that michael keaton is going to be coming back as batman i want um jimmy olsen from the original superman uh films to come back he's i think he's still how old is that oh man how old is he now he would be i mean now we're talking the original superman film was 78 how old do you think he was then I mean, he played it like he was 18. He's probably like 40. You know what I mean? But I was going to say, he could have, yeah, he looked like he was 16 right years old. Yeah, but dude, like. Who, but he could have easily, he could have easily been 25, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, he my internet's off and I, I apologize to the actor's name because I can't recall it at this moment. But uh, he was also Marty McFly's dad. Yes. Brother in Back to the Future. Um, 
Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can find him real quick. Yeah, Mark McClure. And if you bring back Mark McClure as he's 63 years old, he's actually younger oh, yeah. than Michael Keaton. It would be amazing to see him back as Jimmy. He had such great physical comedy to him. Even when he falls off the ladder in Superman 3, you know, and he's, ah! <laughs> I'll never forget that. And when I broke my wrist, and like when I was like 11 years old, I thought of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> like, oh. And like Superman blowing up that green shit or the red stuff that became, you know, like too hot. Um, but yeah, like Flashpoint Paradox, for those out there who don't know, they're going to be bringing back a bunch of characters from, you know, all the DC films to explain the multiverse. And I yeah, think... I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing but good that can come out of that. Yeah. The killer. I heard Val Kilmer and George Clooney are coming back as Batman too. Like, I mean, like, come yeah. on. Like, it just, and like, you know, to be, to be quite honest, there's got to be some producer out there somewhere saying, well, what can we do to make an actual CGI representation for 30 seconds of Christopher Reeve, just so the audience knows that we cared very much for him. I, that's what I want to see. I mean, like, yeah. there's been um, a lot of progress with, like, holograms. There was a Whitney hologram that I saw recently. It was pretty realistic. Uh, yeah. But, dude, a Christopher Reeve, God, I mean, I would love to see that, you know? Like, it would just yeah. be Like you said, even, even if it was 30 seconds, a 30-second, you, know, mm -hmm. you know, cameo clip, just to let us know, okay, like he's still yeah. here. He's still there. You know? Yeah, exactly. You give me goosebumps as you say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it has such a fond, like, you know, spot in my heart, those films. I mean, I know Quest for Love gets a lot of shit, but I mean, like, for me, I love Quest. I was a prime playing time. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to be nuclear man. You know what I mean? I want it all. Uh, and I, I just never forget, too, like, I think, you know, like, Superman 3 comes out. I remember seeing it at the Andorra Shopping Center in Roxborough. And I never forget seeing Richard Pryor on that poster. I never forget, you know, like that feeling. Because like a lot of times with films back in the day, you wouldn't find out if a movie was coming until you might have seen the poster. And I think that's exactly. how I found out about Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. It was right there in the marquee and the nuclear ship was coming up and he's flying up. Not many yeah, people or, knew that. Or, 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 you would see it, or you would see it in like a newspaper. Yeah. Like an ad, you know, something like that like blown away that the fact yeah. that it was coming out, you know, like it's coming, you know, and so many things like that from my childhood were found out just through like, you know, walking along the path, you know, but yeah. Superman without a doubt though. I mean, like, you know, I had those Superman films before the 1989 Batman film. And I remember making the core, like, I remember thinking that the 89 film of Batman would be a lot like Superman films, but it wasn't, you know, and looking back at those Superman films, they were, full of hope you know especially superman 2 like whichever cut you want to look at you know i mean it has all these great elements superman 3 has probably one of the the best comedic opening sequences ever you know ever. and there's so many elements in that i recently rewatched it because i got hbo max and uh to see it like you know i haven't seen it maybe in like four or five years and uh so many elements of it that i just i mean love you know and like the fact yeah. that everyone's like like uh, he's like in line collecting unemployment in the beginning, you know, I'm collecting unemployment now, you know, it's like the parallels. <laughs> he's great man. Gus Gorman. I thought Gus Gorman was real, man. I, th I wanted to be like Gus Gorman. I kept thinking like, well, what if I just change his check to zero, zero, zero. Right. You know? And uh, some great bad guys in that too. Um, I was terrified of the check that got uh, eaten up. By the turned it to the robot. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified, man. How come there never was an action toy of her? Was there? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there was one somewhere. A lot of things, I mean, there's so many different things uh, that have been forgotten, but so many things that, you know, stay at the forefront, you know, and like for me, it's always going to be, you know, those, those Superman films and those books and just, you know, like overall, like what he means and like what he represents. And it's not just, you know, a t-shirt. It's also too like doing the right thing, no matter of, you know, who it is, like accepting all people, protecting all people, you know, and doing the right thing. Superman was the original pacifist, you know I mean? Altruism to yeah. the fullest degree. Right. I'm going it's to save you no matter what, and I don't want anything in return. And I think that that is a principle that we could all live by, you know, not no, just here I, in Philly, but also in Ireland. I agree 100%. And, and, and it's like, that's why it's weird to me when people are like, oh, well, Superman's not relatable. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How, 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 isn't, how isn't, you know, a person who is just doing the right thing because they can not relatable?
I, you know, a lot of times people have a hard time believing that, that somebody can do something for others and not asking anything in return. In return. Yeah. And I, I really think that altruism and stuff like that is like God, like the true essence of like God points, karma points or whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like we have to take care of each other as humans. You know, it's just, it's a simple fact. You know what I mean? And like, you know, with COVID, it's tough. I used to be the dude who pulled over on the side of the road if I saw somebody in need. And now like, I think, well, maybe they're sick and I can't, like that has been a really hard thing for me recently is yeah. not being able to help somebody because I'm scared that I could get sick. And it's like, I miss doing those things. You know what I mean? I can't fly and I ain't got nothing that comes out of my eyes, but I will help some old lady with her groceries at giant. You know what I mean? I'll do that and not ask anything in return or never tell anybody or post about it. You know what I mean? Like, right. right. You just do it cause you can. Yeah. That's, that's the true essence of being like a real superhero. You know, um, I always thought that you were a true superhero in real life. You got that, that vibe, you know? Um, I try. <laughs> and I, I hope try. everything you know. Continue. I hope that your lockdown isn't very long out there, and this vaccine keeps popping uh, up. I do I see think... it. I, I just saw now at the tail end of this podcast an action figure behind you. Who is that on your? That is Bret Hart. <laughs> I couldn't see, but I see him all right. That is that is Bret Hart. That is that is my favorite wrestler of all time. So that's what's up. Did you see he that travels, documentary? That was with me. How was his name? Uh, plays dual year. Scream three. What's the guy's name? Used to be married to uh, Arquette, David Arquette. That, that documentary he did on wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to see that man. Is that good? It's awesome. Yeah, I heard it. it, is, heard, it, it is, it's very good. He's definitely, like our age too, right? Like he's in his forties yeah. or something like that. Like doing yeah. it. Yeah, definitely worth a watch for sure. I'll definitely check it out. Um, well, you're gonna have to come back on to complete the trilogy of podcasts here. Uh, I wish you well out there in Ireland. Stay in touch. Any time, man. I appreciate yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely I'll definitely be in touch with you, man. And yeah, let's let's definitely do this again. Oh, I was a great chat, man. I feel great. I, I know it's the evening time there for you, so I appreciate you coming on early here on the show. Um, and I hope that you find that local shop. I'll see if I could do some reconnaissance work for you. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on the hunt here, you know. So I haven't really had time to get out and you know kind of explore because you know things are closed. So yeah, yeah. But, well, uh, hopefully everything, you know, there. I think that within the next six, I'll eight months, we're going to be able to get ourselves back to a spot where we can hopefully appreciate life a little bit more, you know, I hope that's the case. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have a feeling late summer things are going to start to kind of normalize. So either way, when it happens, it'll happen. And, you know, I just so hope people remember you know, that we need it. each other. That you know, we need to go talk to people at the comic book store, and we need to have socialization that brings people together from you know, just all all places in the world. You know what I mean? Like I think that that's important, and the conversation will definitely continue. It's always a pleasure to have you. I'm glad that I met you that day at the comic book store. Yeah. My name's Bob, and it's been another episode of Yeah, man. It's Bob's just chance chance meeting. It is good to have a chance meeting because you know what happens with chance meetings? They create friendships that you know transcend time. You know what I mean? Like. This is the DC universe, if you will, you know, but like I said, man, always a pleasure.